Hey there, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Sacred and Rooted podcast. I am your host, Lisa Nickel, and you can think of me as your soul coach, your meditation teacher, life coach, and just general student of life and fellow human being (laughs) on this wild adventure. Uh, In today's episode, I want to talk about a really important topic. Uh, And it's super, super common uh, as far as um, struggles we have as we are going through this human experience. And the topic is belonging. Now, this has been something that I've struggled literally nearly my whole life with until probably, I think, probably five years ago, um, where I you know, where my feeling of belonging finally started to really marinate deep into my body. And ironically enough, the degree to which I felt deep belonging had nothing to do with, you know, where I lived, who I loved, how my kids were doing, how my family or I related, literally none of that moved the needle for me on belonging ever. Uh, But what has been a quantum leap for me in belonging is my total acceptance of all parts of myself. So like the good, the bad, and the ugly, as they say, everything, like all the shadow, all the light, everything, all the shades of everything, just accepting myself in my total humanity and my total spirituality, like everything just, it, this is me, this is what it is. And so when I came to accept that, that's when belonging all of a sudden sort of like fell right into place, like a little Tetris game kind of thing. So, and that well, I mean, I'm 40. What am I? 44? I'm 44. <laughs> Sorry, I always, I'm all too old now. I don't really keep track of it so closely. Uh, anyway, so that homecoming, as far as like an acceptance of just myself, which doesn't seem, somehow it seems so small, but so gigantic at the same time. Um, and so many people struggle with it for, you know, decades and decades, for maybe their whole lifetime even. And literally, it was a whole lifetime in the making for me. And, you know, a lifetime of letting go of societal shoulds and must-dos, of familial norms, and really, really honing in on what my soul was yearning to be, what my soul was yearning to express in this lifetime. And it has been like the biggest gift or life changer for me, uh, for me, for yet. Uh, And it seems so silly because it's like just to be yourself all the way through, you know, inside, outside, everything kind of aligns and it's it's so freeing and so you know there's no bad part of me there's 
no bad part of you. Your light was meant to shine just as brightly as the next person's. Every single person on the planet has their unique mix of like skills, of weaknesses, of experiences, and personality, and it's all perfectly imperfect. <laughs> There's, it's just, you know, it's gorgeous in its complexity, in its difference, uniqueness, like it's amazing. And so I just want to throughout this podcast episode highlight to you my journey on belonging and then you know hopefully it can shed some light for you on wherever you are in with your journey on belonging and just to maybe hopefully somebody listening it can maybe shortcut some of the journey for you uh, to learn from some other experience, <laughs> somebody else's experience and just think, okay, yes, I, sh- I don't need to think that anymore. Or I, I'm done carrying around some of the things that I feel like I should be or shouldn't be or what have you. Anyway, a f- several years ago, I came across this book um, from, she's got the coolest name. It's, it's Tokapa Turner is her name, Tokapa Turner. She's Canadian, so that's extra special. Uh, and her na- her book that she wrote is called Belonging, Remembering Ourselves Home. And I would strongly encourage you to read this book. It is beautifully written. And it's just like truth after truth. It's one of those books where you can't really like just... Even though you love it, you can't really just read it all in one weekend or like something like that. Uh, you kind of need to stop, take a break, kind of like let the big capital T truth that she just had written in some other paragraph, like let that really settle in and get absorbed into your psyche and then go to the next, you know, read another bunch of pages and then let it simmer in and go back. So it's for me, that was the way that, that it went. Um, but it is just like a beautiful, it's almost like a sacred read. It is a sacred read. And it's like, a, it's almost like the journey of reading it is almost like a ceremony where by the time you're done, you're not going to be the same. Same person, you're not going to think about anything the same as far as this topic goes. Like it could be almost a song uh, for your soul if she actually sang it or I don't know if somebody else made a song about it but it's just like it's it's just delicious the book is gorgeous and um it's poetic like it's just beautiful I don't think I could say enough about it (laughs) so so I've pulled a few quotes from her book needless to say that are especially relevant to this topic today uh and so the first one is is this one I you know this is her quote Whatever the particulars of your first estrangement, you will have felt the rift being torn between who you really are and who you had to be to survive. And so begins the work of molding our qualities into this more acceptable version of ourselves. Over time, these efforts at passing in quotations, as normal, become all too successful 
until even we begin to forget our true nature. I just want to repeat that because it's kind of a mouthful, but it's also every, every sentence is so important. Whatever the particulars of your first estrangement, you will have felt the rift being torn between who you really are and who you had to be to survive. And so begins the work of molding our qualities into this more acceptable version of ourselves. Over time, these efforts at passing as normal become all too successful until even we begin to forget our true nature. Whew. I still just love her words. The way she writes is gorgeous. Anyways... Here's the story. I have a story, I guess, to share, to highlight this, this quote. Uh, when I was growing up, we moved a lot. Basically, we moved every two to four years. Um, we'd pick up and move towns. My dad worked for the Royal Bank. And so anytime he'd get a promotion, um, it meant moving towns. Because I guess... There was no, you know, promotion available in the same town. So he'd get promoted because my dad's a smart guy. <laughs> he's he's a good worker. So we'd get promoted and we'd go to the next town. And we did that my whole childhood. Um, I was born in Alberta. We lived in a bunch of different towns in Alberta. And then we'd move, we moved east. Um, and so eventually... By the time I left for university, we lived in Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island, basically almost as far east as you can get in Canada, but we never did live in Newfoundland. <laughs> so regardless, as a child, one main priority became clear for me, and that was that I wanted to make friends quickly whenever I came to a new town. Because, you know, it's really shitty to, you know, eat lunch alone especially the first few days in a new place and just feel like you don't have a soul that you even know in your whole school or whatever. And I also knew that we would be leaving again soon. So kind of like time was of the essence as far as making friends and trying to like have friends and have fun and, and then squeeze it all in before you leave kind of thing. So I became really skilled at morphing myself into whatever the first, you know, girl group in quotations, you know, the first girl group that sort of like showed interest in having a new friend, which would be me, uh, whatever they kind of, whatever their vibe was, whatever they liked, whatever they found funny, like that was, I would immediately sort of respond to their comments and their interests in a way that I thought they'd approve of or you know in other words that they'd accept so they would accept me and I would have like a friend group and I could have people to eat lunch with and I could you know have people to do things with after school and so this is what I did over and over and over again and you know as time went on like in every place you know there's always like sort of the first friend you have in a new place where maybe they're like pretty fun and stuff but you end up finding other 
maybe other friends that are a little bit more aligned with you and you move into their group. And so, you know, I'd always eventually be aiming to become more authentic and to become more of just myself. But the initial morphing was to just be accepted as fast as possible, basically, was my goal. And so what would happen was you'd find, I would find that I would have trouble, like once I, you know, because I would genuinely like these people, and you would get into trouble trying to pull back from the image that I had made at the beginning. And so I would be opening up more and more about my authentic self, but there was definitely parts of myself that I'd never talk about or little white lies that I had previously weaved into the story about who I was that I'd never correct. Because then I'd have to admit my survival strategy and that seemed like a fate worse than death to me (laughs) for ages, like decades, literally. And so back to the quote, you know, as you become... You know, we all, when we're a child, we get these tools. We start collecting tools in our tool belt, like how how can I survive? How can I thrive? How can I be accepted in different scenarios that you're found in? And so we become like the facade that we show people is is like a little specialized to the scenario, you know? And if that's all that is behind you and all that you're really fostering it becomes a little exhausting it becomes a little exhausting and so for me on and on it went like you know every two to four years the whole cycle would start over um through my childhood through my post-secondary schooling through my first marriage even um to lesser degrees um and it wasn't all bad because I I mean I certainly became highly skilled at reading body language, at using my intuition to sense the room or the group around me, you know, and, but however, you know, there was no, no matter what, I wasn't relating to people with my complete self. I was always, there was always parts of me that were closed off or inaccessible because I didn't, like, in truth, What I thought was, was that I was unlovable to this group of people or whatever, um, if I showed myself, like if I was just myself, or that I wasn't enough, that they'd be looking for something else or something different or something more. And so, yeah, everything like belonging, the term belonging to me was conditional, Um, because there was, I had, you know, gone to, you know, naturally wanted to have friends quickly when I moved to a new town. And the way to do that the fastest was to kind of preempt. It was like, just put my whole self on the back burner. Just be who you think these people are looking for and it'll all work out. And it did for a long time. Uh, but yeah, I, it was, there was nobody I had that I would say I just was a hundred percent just completely myself. 
I was always hedging or hiding a little or just literally never talked about different things. Um, And so it wasn't until I had kids that I began to realize that I couldn't, I just couldn't do this anymore. Like I couldn't live like this. I had to honor myself and like the magic that I held or hold and what makes me special because that's where I was coming from as a parent was that my kids were obviously amazing (laughs) and you know I wanted to model for them something that was like the healthiest version of being an adult that I could think of and so it was like clearly I can't sit there and tell them you know love yourself all different you know be patient be loving with yourself and then I'm sitting there like you know, but I don't talk about this or, but I don't like, I can't deal with that or whatever it is, or I hate this other thing about myself. And so, so the facade got to be just exhausting to put it mildly. (laughs) And so, yeah, so I decided and committed to figuring out how in the hell I would, you know, just let all the facades drop and just bring my whole self to things and just see, see what happened, see what happened. And I figured that was better than trying to just keep pretending a little bit. It was the pretending was just exhausting. And I was a parent of three at that point. And so I was already working on fumes (laughs) for a few years there when they were all little. And And so it was like, man, I can't, I'm too tired for this shit. I just got to like, let it all hang out and see, you know, see what friends fall away, see what friends I gain, see what happens. Just, I'm, I'm good for, I'm up for that at this point. And so, so yeah, I had to grow up. I had to acknowledge that I was responsible to care for myself the way that my heart yearned to be cared for. And I had to become the hero of my own life, which is like, I think that's Joseph Campbell, as he says. And so here's another quote from Tokapa Turner too, as it relates to this. So her quote was like this, in, or sorry, the practice above all practices is to relinquish the immature desire to be taken care of in false belonging and to parent our own originality. Again and again, our dreams demand leadership from us, calling our life's vision forward into this world, step by tender, brave step. And so, yeah, the practice, which is a hard practice, like it, it takes bravery, but it is so much more satisfying and fulfilling than putting your energy towards acceptance and belonging when it's a false belonging because they're not, it's like you're not giving your real self to these people. And so they, you belong, but they don't actually know who you completely are or, you know what I mean? And so when you let your, when you're authentic and you're vulnerable and you're just like here for the mess of it, here for the joy of it, here for the fun of it, you bring a different energy and you're more 
accepting of people and you're more because you're more accepting of yourself and so if we only focus on one thing in our life I think this is it where it's like drop the need for conditional acceptance or trying to belong and trying to bend like uh, what was it the was it Gumby? Was that like a toy? I think that's the name of it. The the toy that you could kind of like bend around. Like I think he was green and then he had a horse too, I think. I don't know. It was some kid's toy when I was a kid. and But you could just like bend him into whatever shape. Like his arms and legs would just endlessly go in whatever direction. And so it's like that. Like you don't want to become so like overextended and warped and just not even... So like somebody's looking at you isn't even seeing you because you have all these different you've like totally turned yourself inside out and upside down for this group or this person or what have you and so the false belonging we need to get rid of and to parent ourselves to parent ourselves to parent our own originality like our own we are each here for a different reason we we bring our different skill set we bring our different perspective and there is such a joy in just letting yourself shine like just letting whatever is in your heart letting it out (laughs) and the way that it's received is actually not our business not your business not my business but the very act of just being you and then letting whatever is in your heart out whether it's speaking something whether it's creating something whatever it is just letting it go like not hiding it not caging it not putting it in a box and saying like no 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 I couldn't possibly do that nobody you know nobody would like that nobody would accept that whatever the reasons are um just let it out and the process of allowing yourself to do that is awesome it's it's enough like and then it's almost like the point that is the point there the point is not I hope it's a huge success I hope everyone loves it I hope whatever it's the point of it for your soul is just the allowance the acceptance and the the courage to put out in the world whatever you're here to put out and to see where it ends up and see how you know where it floats off into the ether and just that's it and so through you know this journey of self-acceptance of like soul alignment I like to call it of loving my shadows as well as my light uh yeah, I become more accepting of others because I am accepting of myself. And so there's no longer the judgment is just kind of dropped because I don't judge myself as much. (laughs) I'm not 100% there, but it's like a way quieter voice than it ever used to be. And so then you don't have that voice projecting out on others either where you're then like, oh my God, how could you do that? I can't believe that guy's doing this. It's just like, you know, suddenly you can see yourself in your full humanity and then you 
somehow when you can do that, you can see it on others so much clearer. And we drop the need to be perfect because, like, let's get real. There is no... The perfection is in the imperfection. The perfection is in... The perfection is in you aligning with your soul. And so, like, if you want to say... You know, a circle is perfect because it is a circle. And so it's like you are perfect because you are you. And you don't have to be perfect because you are trying to be so-and-so. Like that's not your perfection. Your perfection is in you and it's inherent in you. So all you need to do is just have it and show it and be it. You don't have to try and, you know, like if you're, you know, as an example, if you're like the color orange, you don't have to try and be the color red. (laughs) That's impossible. It's never going to work. But you're orange. So it's like, just be orange, shine orange, be orange, be happy, be joyful in orange. And that's going to be awesome. And so that's the perfection that it's the perfection idea that we have in this society is terrible because it the perfection for each of us is not in something else it's not in anything external the perfection is in seeing someone who's except fully embodied in themselves and we can all see that like our bodies resonate with someone instantly that is just in full acceptance of themselves. They glow different. They vibrate different. They just feel like, yeah, truth. They feel like truth because they are being exactly who they're supposed to be. And they're never the like, you know, it's not like the perfect body, the perfect hair, the perfect outfit, the perfect way of speaking, the perfect way of anything. It's just the overall vibration. You can feel the truth in that because they're just with you and they're themselves, they're full selves. They are just present, complete present. Complete presence, I should say. And so when we belong to ourselves, then we belong everywhere because we are no longer contorting ourselves to all these different things it's like we're this fully accepting island that can like come up to other islands come up to other land masses and we can have a great time and exchange ideas but we are like whole with ourselves I don't know if island was really a good analogy now that I think about it but (laughs) regardless Uh, anyways there's just no more searching and nothing external disturbs your sense of belonging because you have found yourself, you've returned, you've remembered yourself home, like Topaka Turner says, where when you feel at home in yourself, you don't have that need or itch to like stretch to something external where you're trying to then and because you can't find it in yourself you're like looking for it externally and what the secret to it is is you find it in yourself and then every external circumstance you're in you feel like you belong because it's just you you always feel like you belong because you have found yourself you belong to you 
you are always home. And that is freedom. All right, that's what I have for you today with this episode. Uh, If you want to, you know, connect with me on any social, other social platforms, I'll leave my Instagram and Facebook information on the show notes. My website is lisanickel.ca if you want to check out any of my online offerings. And if you liked this episode, please hit subscribe so you don't miss a new one. And if you have anyone that you think would enjoy this podcast uh, as much as you are, then please share. Feel free to share. I would really appreciate it. Uh, And I will see you next time. Take care.